this is WTM. Watch this movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. I ain't drinking up. First, you gotta do the Trump shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W-G-M. Watch this movie. Welcome back to a brand new edition of WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder. My safe word is keep going. Sitting six feet from me, as always, is Mr. Positivity. Yep. Idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. How does it feel to finally not have to hear that clip anymore after this episode? It feels better. (laughs) I got a Norbit clip coming out. (laughs) Speaking of Norbit, I want to give a shout out to our, our friends over at the Dare Daniel podcast. Who I dared to watch Norbit. <laughs> and they did. And they put out a, an episode of their podcast uh, about Norbit. Which uh, was just about as funny as Norbit itself. And believe me, Norbit is fucking hilarious. <laughs> so that is a compliment. Uh, and I encourage everybody to go check it out. I think the reason it is so funny is because they disagree with you on that point. (laughs) I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm going to. And uh, yeah, uh, from what I hear, they do not uh, share your affection for Norbit. (laughs) I gotta say, just them describing some of the things that happened in the movie had me stifling my laughter at at work, which I still have to go to work because... We're essential. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Not in the way you think, though. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Dare Daniel podcast. Check them out. They got good shit all the time, but they're Norbit one. The uh, I've sent them a few dares. They take listener dares of various generally bad movies to watch so i said i'll give you a good one to watch <laughs> <laughs> and this is this was uh, i've sent in a few dare, dares uh to them and this is the first one they actually made an episode out of but uh highly recommend uh you check them out yeah check out dare daniel podcast today will be a recently seen episode we still haven't really decided on what we're going to do for the rest of the spring, or I guess until June. I mean, we're not going to the theater <laughs> anytime soon. I actually just got a, a notification from AMC that my A-list has been paused. Ooh. So I hope they refund me for this month <laughs> because I have seen zero movies in the, the three days that the theater was open since my last billing uh, cycle. Mm-hmm. Yep, we'll just have to uh, watch more streaming. We can always still do uh, recently seen. It just won't always be the newest movies. It's not much just coming out. 
What do you think about that? Twenty dollars uh, for a, a two-day rental on demand. I think it's ridiculous because I've watched stuff that's VOD. You know, you know, a lot of times they'll have limited release stuff in theaters on VOD. Yeah, it'll be eight or nine bucks. So how is this different? Even eight or nine bucks to watch it VOD seems a little high to me. You know, I understand it because it's bit. it's still in the theaters. You know, you could be watching with more than one person, but you know, new release rentals are five bucks, I think. If that, four or five, yeah. And uh, yeah, I've seen people on uh, Twitter arguing that, well, you know, if you take into account candy and popcorn and <laughs> sodas, like, you know, you don't have to buy those, right? Yeah, some people will load up on Calzones before they go to the like, theater. <laughs> <laughs> That's between a super depressing <laughs> so, uh, comic book villain origin story and a very disturbing, depressive uh, uh Movie about grief and loss. Yeah, grieving and genital movie, mutilation. Yeah, about genital mutilation. That's, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that. You should dare Daniel to watch Antichrist. <laughs> uh, I would never do that. I would not recommend <laughs> that to anybody. Uh, and you have no problem recommending Norbit to all who will listen. Norbit is fucking hilarious. <laughs> what does it say on that DVD cover? Hysterically funny. From, exactly. From Mike LaSalle, San Francisco Chronicle. What's it say on the back? Very funny from <laughs> Jane Orwitz, Washington Post. <laughs> Those guys know what they're talking about. Well, Jane. Jane Horowitz? I'm sorry I gendered them. <laughs> <laughs> Those those human beings know what they're talking about. Uh, but yeah, like candy and popcorn and all that shit that doesn't go towards the cost of the movie like you can still buy fucking candy to watch at home like, you're still paying for candy mm-hmm. but that doesn't change the price of your movie i don't know i think it's excessive fucking i pay 22 dollars a month to go see three movies a week yeah at the theater so usually you can buy them on digital for 20 or 19 or 18. Right, to, to have uh, for as long as you're, uh, you have that device or that service, mm-hmm. right? But for 48 hours, 20 bucks seems a little excessive. I remember when The Neon Demon came out, and it was a limited release. Saw it in the theaters. Saw it in an AMC. And, uh, you know, it didn't do so hot at the box office, and it was out of theaters within a few weeks. It was an Amazon film. So I remember it took a long time for it to get on Blu-ray. Yeah. Not maybe that because it was an Amazon film, but uh, I went over to Amazon Prime like video and you could rent it there for I can't remember how much it was. It was it was a lot cheaper than twenty. I think it was around like maybe seven bucks, eight bucks. Yeah. And you got it for a month. Yeah. So it's like, uh <laughs> I guess you don't you know, if you're renting it. I don't see much of a difference between having it for a month or, you know, buying to own. Right. So like, well, <laughs> I, got, I got 28 days left in this rental. I got to watch <laughs> it six more times or something. But uh, still, it's just, yeah, 20 seems way too high. But I think I they're, they're like, missing out on, on some money. I guess the argument would be, you know, if you have a group of people, you know, per person, it would be cheaper to pay 20 than to go by individual tickets at the theater. But even so, like you're not paying 
for the theater itself. Like there's no, there's a lot less overhead I would expect if you're putting it on VOD versus renting an auditorium mm-hmm. and uh, however many showtimes a day in the theater and however big the, the theater is that you're renting. Like I would think that would cost more than putting it on a fucking server. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of see if, if there was some big Disney movies coming out. You know, that's something you watch with the whole family, so they're trying to take into account, okay, there's right. four or five people watching this, but, like, The Hunt? <laughs> I know, right? There's not more than two people watching this, unless they have hunt parties, which we can't do. you got to limit <laughs> to ten people or less. <laughs> that, is, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Oh, well, I guess if you're quarantined, you, you, if everybody in the house is quarantined and you got ten in the, in the house, <laughs> you're not going anywhere anyways. Yeah, there's, it shouldn't be more than ten bucks for the hunt. No, like ten bucks seems reasonable. Like it's it's kind of close to the price of a, like a matinee ticket, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not like excessive. After they don't have to split any of that revenue with the theaters, that's, so that's a, all. That's all them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like matinee tickets at the theaters will be around six bucks, six fifty. Right. So two people, thirteen bucks. Well. Probably three of that's going to the theater, so 10 bucks. Yeah. All right, well, stay tuned on what we're going to focus on for the next couple of months. Maybe we should do pandemic movies, apocalyptic movies. Maybe. I was almost thinking of uh, movies with one setting, mm-hmm. set in one location for the whole movie. Yeah. Steve from Movie Drone wants us to do uh, spoofs. Spoofs. Got some ideas on that. that. That's another option. Possibly. Try and bring some more laughter into the world. Yeah. Maybe we'll do Norbit. <laughs> it's not a spoof. <laughs> but it's got lots of laughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to hear a clip from Norbit every episode now for the next, I don't know, 30 episodes until you change it. Till the end of time. <laughs> you already had an orbit one that you changed. Yeah. So it is possible for you to change it, but I'm not expecting a quick turnaround on that clip. The new one is is shorter than the the last one that I had. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think I got to go first. Well, we'll, we'll go together. We my, can... I don't know. You want to read the details on this one? What did you see, Clary? What did you see? Yes, we both saw The Invisible Man. Not together, but... Social distancing. Mm -hmm. Of course, this was before that was a thing, so... (laughs) So, uh, this came out in 2020, of course. Directed by Leigh Whannell. I mean, Lee Whannell. Lee Whannell, is it? That's how I would expect it to be pronounced. Okay, he's the architect behind Saw. He wrote Saw and was also the terrible actor who portrayed Adam in Saw. I don't want to make this about other podcasts, but uh, the Cinematically Correct podcast did an episode last week on The Invisible Man, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the one of the co-hosts, Shay, referred to Lee Wanell as she. Ah. So, shame <laughs> on her. It's cinematically incorrect, is what it is. <laughs> Lee Wanell is a man from Australia who has a traditionally feminine name. Feminine. 
<laughs> he spells it L E I G H. You ever have that? Word you can't get? Uh starring Elizabeth Moss, Oliver Jackson Cohen, Harriet Dyer, Aldous Hodge, Storm Reed, Michael Dorman, Benedict Hardy, Renee Lim. It isn't too big of a cast, really. That's about it. Synopsis. When Cecilia's abusive ex takes his own life and leaves her his fortune, she suspects his death was a hoax. As a series of coincidences turn lethal, Cecilia works to prove that she is being hunted by someone nobody can see. Dun, dun, dun. This is, of course, a remake of... Well, how many iterations of The Invisible Man have there been? First one, you've seen the first one, right? Yeah. That was in the 50s? 30s. 30s. And uh, who did that star again? Jeez, I don't fucking remember. (laughs) Didn't you watch it kind of recently, within the past year or so? Probably a couple years ago now. There really haven't haven't been that many remakes. It was uh, Claude Rains. That's right, Claude Rains. And it was from 1933. Yep, and uh, yeah, Universal's really trying to push their Universal Monster Universe, extended universe. You know, they tried to do it with the mummy, that didn't work, so I'm like, all right, scrap that plan. So they kind of roll out The Invisible Man, and it's critics like it, and it's done pretty well at the box office. So. Hey, Bloomhouse, help us out. <laughs> yeah. You're doing a lot of remakes recently. We'll give you Invisible Man, but you also have to take Fantasy Island. <laughs> <laughs> okay no problem <laughs> don't gotta ask us twice so yes invisible man elizabeth moss is living with an abusive husband and right away at the beginning not a spoiler she uh escapes yeah i was in the trail well that was the trailer pretty much if you've seen it it basically runs you through the whole movie yeah and then it leaves a little bit you know, surprise at the end that uh, they left out of the trailer. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, I thought the performances were good. Elizabeth Moss is usually pretty good. Uh, it's funny with all the, the pandemic stuff and all the movies being postponed. Mm-hmm. It's like she's in a dead heat for Best Actress nomination. It's between <laughs> her and, uh, God, who's the other one they were talking about? I forget now, but it's you know there's only been a few movies that have been noteworthy. Was it Emma? Yeah, but well, actually I think it was something else. But Kristen Kristen Stewart, Kristen Stewart, or Kristen Stewart's got two movies she could be nominated <laughs> for. But yeah, there isn't a whole lot of movies coming out now, so uh, <laughs> the Oscar race just got a little tighter, or I guess you could say it's more open. Gonna be a Strange year for movies. <laughs> There'll only be six nominations for Best Picture. <laughs> All those movies come out in the fall anyways. Well, we'll see when we get there. So, yeah, what did you think of uh, performances and uh, special effects? Uh, I thought Elizabeth Moss did a, did a really good job. Um, I thought the tension that they built with her acting like there's somebody in the room when they're you can't see the other person. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a great job with that, of uh, making you believe that there's an invisible man, even though they're probably 
well, there most definitely was nobody in the room with her, you know. Yeah. And I thought they don't need a green screen that. Right. (laughs) Put the suit on. We built a real one. (laughs) No, but I thought they did a great job of that. I thought she she had a pretty decent character arc. Uh, There was a few small things that I had an issue with with uh, with the script uh, a few scenes that uh, seemed like, like they were odd things that the characters did that seemed like they were kind of counter to what you had what they had been built up to mm-hmm. and I don't want to spoil it but um, but overall I thought it was a good movie uh, like I said they did a great job of building that tension and kind of getting you to feel like there was an actual danger there uh, without having the big special effects and Mm -hmm. shit like that. And then, uh, yeah, I liked, I liked there was a twist at the end that I liked and then it went on for like another 10 minutes and uh, I kind of soured on that last, that last little bit of the movie. Yeah, I guess that was a bit of the opposite. I didn't think I was going to like this movie all that much. It had gotten great reviews and people seemed to like it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Even before like the end. Yeah, yeah I liked the end. But um, yeah, special effects were, I guess, better than I thought they would be. And I don't know, like, you already mentioned the suit. Is it is that kind of a spoiler? I don't think so. I think they showed that in the trailer. Because uh, what's kind of interesting is, so in the worst Bond movie ever, Die Another Day, Bond gets an invisible car from Q. And the same technology is used. Mm. And I remember reading uh, some articles, not when that, that came out in 2002, but uh, a few years after that, scientists were talking about how they're pretty close to that technology. And yeah, they use similar things. So, I mean, I don't... It's not that far outside of the realm of possibility. Yeah, like I wouldn't put it past governments having that sort of technology now. I, I, I too, have seen articles, nothing like recently, though. But uh, several years ago, they, they had some articles about the Army developing similar technology to kind of camouflage soldiers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I would give this movie an eventually. Eventually. I agree. It's uh, good overall, despite its uh, few flaws. All right. Eventually. What else have you seen recently? I saw in the theater Ooh. before hysteria broke out. Onward. Uh, so Onward was directed by Dan Scanlon, stars the voices of Tom Holland, Chris Pratt. Spider-Man or the director of, God, what was it what that movie we did an episode on? Is that like Christmas Vacation or something? There's like an old Tom Holland that wrote or directed something we did an episode on. Like Spider-Man himself. It was a go- it I'll look it up while you continue. It wasn't Ghostbusters. What did we do before Ghostbusters? I don't know. You proceed. I'll, I'll find All it. Right. it. By the way, it's Spider-Man, Tom Holland. Uh, Chris Pratt 
Julia Louise Dreyfus, uh, Octavia Spencer, Mel Rodriguez, Kyle Bornheimer, Lena Waith, Ellie Wong. Uh, that's about all the main characters. There's a lot of other pretty well-known actors in here. Yeah, the other Tom Holland, known as the writer of such films as Child's Play, Fright Night, Fright Night Part 2, Psycho 2, also played uh, Detective Norris in Psycho 2, yeah. in class of 1984, kind of a cult film. We've done so, yeah. episodes on at least two of those movies. Sure have. Right, please proceed. So onward, synopsis, set in a suburban fantasy world, two teenage elf brothers embark on a quest to discover if there is still magic out there. I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. Not super into Pixar shit. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen, uh, there's a lot of Pixar movies that I haven't seen. I've watched a few uh, more recently and... There's some that I really liked and some that were just kind of meh. And I feel like the ones that I didn't care for as much are ones that people liked more than I do, which is weird. And I'm not super into, like, the fantasy world stuff. Uh, This is very much uh, set in a world similar to, like, Lord of the Rings or Dungeons and Dragons uh world of warcraft stuff like that yeah uh but i i liked how they took that world and they said well what would happen if they had evolved and developed modern conveniences and technology like the real world and uh they basically took that and they built a world where it's all these you know magical fan fantasy creatures living together in the modern world uh just like regular people and uh i don't know i i really uh i really enjoyed that um the main plot is uh two main or the main character it's his 16th birthday and uh his dad had died before like right before he was born but uh, his dad had left something for him and his brother uh, that his mom was supposed to give them when uh, they were both 16. And it was a, a staff with a magical spell to bring the dad back for one day. And uh, the uh, the spell goes and it starts going and uh, about halfway it stops. So they get, they get dad's lower half. And they have to go on a quest to find another... It's like a like a magical gem that they have to find to finish the spell, and so it's about the two brothers going out on their their quest. It's the modern world, but you know the his older brother is kind of obsessed with the the old uh, his history of magic and all that stuff. So uh, it's basically about them bonding and. Uh, you know, going through this adventure together, and uh, I I thought it was very entertaining. It's funny. Uh, it's got action. It's got you know drama, all that stuff. So uh, I'm a little borderline on this. 
because I really, really enjoyed it. But, uh, yeah, what the fuck? Let's go soonish for onward. Ooh. Soonish. All right. I saw a film from 1990 called Pump Up the Volume, directed by Alan Moyle, starring Christian Slater, Samantha Mathis, Anthony Lucero, Andy Romano, Joel Pollock, Jeff Chamberlain, Billy Morissette, Ahmed Zappa, Seth Green, Scott Paulin. Seth Green? Mm-hmm. Small role, but he's in there. Synopsis. Mark runs a pirate radio station and causes an uproar when he speaks his mind and enthralls fellow teens. Uh-oh, speaking his mind. Mm. Dogs and cats living together. So Christian Slater plays kind of a loner high school student. He's a senior, I believe. Big stretch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't really talk to anyone. He has a decent relationship with one or two of his teachers. Does he go on a go to a Sunny Chiba triple feature on his <laughs> birthday? He does not. He he waits three years to do that. Does he does he bring a gun to school and point it at somebody in the cafeteria? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a spoiler. <laughs> But uh, by night, every night at 10 o'clock from his room, which uh, his parents are none the wiser, he is transmitting a pirate radio station signal. And uh, sometimes he's on for a short while. Sometimes he's on for for five hours. He's known by the alias Happy Hard-On Harry. What the (laughs) fuck? (laughs) Or it's like Happy Harry Hard-On or something like that. It's three H's. It's funny because their high school is Hubert H. Humphrey High School. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Minnesota connection. <laughs> oh yeah, and, but, it, uh, but it's not set in Minnesota. No, it's in Arizona. What the? F- what did you? What did Humphrey do in Arizona? I don't know. I looked up different buildings, and there are some HHH schools. I don't think I saw a high school. I saw at least one elementary school in like another state. Yeah, like there's plenty of buildings that are named after him in other states. Mm-hmm. So, well, his Metrodome has. Sadly, <laughs> seen its last days. Yep. Uh, he has some very vulgar content on there sometimes. He'll pretend to masturbate uh, very vigorously into, Shocking. into the microphone. A name like Hard on Harry. <laughs> yeah. But he's also a very uh, cynical person. It's very much in the vein of, I guess this film's in the vein of a kind of a fight the system movie, hmm. upset the establishment or the established order, and he does just that. There's some corruption in a school, which is the the best in Arizona. It has the the best SAT scores. But they might be achieving those scores through nefarious means. Oh. Yes, that's right. So they got uh, a pretty good rowing team, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. But, uh, yes, he's very philosophical. Uh, The popularity of his show grows and grows. Much like a hard on, and but he, uh, yeah, kind of leads a bit of a revolution, and he'll just have to watch the movie to see where it goes. I loved it, and uh, yeah, just 
Christian Slater just killed it in the late 80s, early 90s. This and Heathers and True Romance. Yeah. I haven't seen Cuffs, and that's, I also don't think it's supposed to be all that great. That's but. About, like, I don't even know what that is. I think he's a... I don't think I've even heard of that. I think it's another high school movie, but he's basically young and a cop. I don't know. So it's like 21 Jump Street. Let's see. Just read the synopsis quick. <laughs> Cuffs from 92. George Cuffs, 21, leaves a pregnant girlfriend. He visits his brother Brad to bum money off him. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst. I'm not even going to finish that. That is the worst synopsis ever. It says here he's a high school dropout, but like 21, so I don't know. <laughs> Very young. Anyways, back to pump up the volume. I recommend it very highly. I will give it a soonish. Soonish. All right. Loved it. Now, this is the last movie that I saw in the theater. Probably ever, the way things are going. (laughs) That's the rumor. (laughs) Originally a 2019 movie, now a 2020 movie. It's called The Hunt. Oh, good for you. And how was it? It's directed by Craig Zobel. Stars Betty Gilpin, Hilary Swank, Ike Barinholtz, Wayne Duvall, Ethan Suplee, or Suplee, uh, who is not Ethan Embry. Is he slim in this film? Yeah, he's he's looking uh, pretty good shape. Yeah. Comparatively speaking. <laughs> He's pretty ripped now. He, he, he saw that picture from a few months ago. Yeah. Uh, Emma Roberts, Christopher Berry, Sturgill Simpson, Kate Nolan, Amy Madigan, Reed Burney, Glenn Howerton, Ooh. Steve Coulter, Dean J. West, Vince Pisani, Terry Weibel, Let's just stop there with the names. Uh, synopsis. Twelve strangers wake up in a clearing. They don't know where they are or how they got there. They don't know they've been chosen for a very specific purpose. The hunt. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. This, I guess you would categorize as a uh, political satire. To expound on that synopsis, which was so informational it's a uh, a group of liberal elites picks a uh, bunch of what they describe as deplorables to drug and uh, basically uh, take them out and uh, hunt them for sport uh, the most dangerous game it's uh, <laughs> it's apparently based on the most dangerous game but it's most like I said it's mostly a satire of Basically, it, it kind of skewers both sides of the political spectrum. Uh, on the one side, they have, you know, the woke PC, like I said, liberal elites who are, who think they know what's best for everybody, and they're so careful to not offend, and yet they have this just sheer hatred for anybody that disagrees with them. Mm-hmm. To the point where they want to hunt them for sport. 
Uh, and then on the other side, you have the, it's kind of a mixed bag, but for the most part, they're uh, more lower class, right wing conspiracy theorists who kind of believe anything that you'll say uh, about the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so both sides kind of get, uh, get skewered. I thought it was hilarious. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know. It's just me, but, uh, I, I thought it was great. Some of the, uh, the violence, it's, it's over the top. A lot of the violence is over the top. A lot of it is played for laughs and I, I fucking loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, this is another one I'm kind <laughs> of on the fence on, but fuck it, soonish. Ooh, soonish. I'm just handing out soonishes like Skittles. Hope you washed your hands. <laughs> Twenty seconds. All right, the last recently seen episode, Brett assigned me Miss March for the movie challenge. Yeah, because it's March, and I watched Miss March. And it came out in 2009, directed by Zach Kreger and Trevor Moore. Also stars Zach Kreger and Trevor Moore from The Whitest Kids You Know. Uh, Also stars Raquel Alessi, Molly Stanton, Craig Robinson, Hugh Hefner, Carla Jimenez, Cedric Yarborough, Jeff Mead, Wendell Middlebrooks, that's about it. Seth Morris is on here. I recognize him. Oh, Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah, he's got a cameo. <laughs> uh, synopsis. Eugene believes in no sex before marriage. So did his girlfriend, Cindy. His BFF loves sex. At senior prom, just before sex with Cindy, he falls into a coma. Waking up four years later, his Cindy is Miss March in Playboy. Can he get her back? Question mark. <laughs> So, uh, yes, two guys from the Wise Kids you know. Um, Trevor Moore, I like him quite a bit on Wise Kids You Know. Yeah. And watching this movie, it really reminded me of Norm MacDonald in Dirty Work in that he pretty much gives like an anti-acting performance. Yeah. He's so over the top and just not believable. <laughs> kind of took me out of it. It was kind of the... It's in the same. It's like the type of acting that works for a sketch comedy, yeah. Or a sketch show for five minute sketch, it works. For a whole movie, it's. I mean, he's still funny in here, mm-hmm. but there was times where I was just like, "Yeah, I can see why this movie bombed." <laughs> <laughs> Zach Kreger was fine as the uh, kind of the straight man to yeah Trevor Moore. I mean, he was fine. It's not like he's a tremendous actor, but he was fine in here. Right, played his role well. I think that's just, like you said, that's just kind of the style of acting that they do. Because mm-hmm. if you watch The Whitest Kids You Know, like Trevor uh, Trevor Moore acts that way in pretty much every sketch. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes yep. he's a little more over the top and somewhere it's a little less over the top. But it's always basically what you get in this whole movie. Yeah. And it's like people don't talk like that. <laughs> and, if, and if you're, like if you like that type of humor... Like, I, I really like The Ways Kids You Know. It's one of my mm-hmm. favorite sketch shows of all time. Uh, so I, I really enjoy it. But if if that's not something you enjoy, I can see you just fucking hating this movie. Or if you're not familiar with 
their work at all, and you went in kind of blind, thinking it was just another like teen sex comedy, mm-hmm. and that's what you got. Yeah, like I can see why there's a lot of misplaced expectations there. I mean, there were a couple highlights. Craig Robinson was pretty funny as horsedick.mpeg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought I thought Craig Robinson was fantastic. You know, there was some decent stuff at the Playboy Mansion. I can definitely see why you liked it because there's a lot of a shit coming out because the main character goes into a coma and he is atrophied over four years. Right. <laughs> so he's incontinent. He loses uh, <laughs> he loses <laughs> bowel control if he gets overexerted mm-hmm. <laughs> because he hasn't taken a shit in four years. <laughs> <laughs> it does get pretty graphic in one scene. Yeah. Uh, so you got him shitting all the time and Trevor Moore not acting. A bit, bit distracting, but like I said, I I enjoyed it. Um, there was some funny stuff in there. I wouldn't say this is something people need to see. So I'll give it a last resort. It's a last resort. It's uh... <laughs> IMDb has a score of five and a meta score of seven. <laughs> seven seems high. <laughs> For meta score. I think Rotten Tomatoes has, uh, well, there's only 15 credi- critics, but even that seems high. I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like below 10. Let me see. Yeah, this was a big bomb. While you're looking that up, I can just remind the listeners that, uh, yeah, we're going to kind of wrap up the show a little bit here. I'm going to challenge Brett to watch a movie for next recently seen episode, and then uh, we'll go more in-depth with Miss March, including spoilers. So if you want to stick around for that. Do you want to guess what the the Rotten Tomato score for Miss March is? Three. I'll give you a hint. It's the same as IMDb. <laughs> Five? Five percent. <laughs> Audience is at 30. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like John Gordon. So that's something to keep in mind. <laughs> Yeah, so, I don't know. All right. This is a challenge. I challenge you to finally watch The Wolf of Wall Street. Yippee. So you can learn what some of these clips are. From the book, motherfucker, from the book. I don't know why you never got around to seeing it. I should have seen it in the theater, but I didn't. Yeah, it's very entertaining. And then I... I think it was in my DVR for close to a year, and I never watched it because it was like three hours. I'm like, I don't know if I can make three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a calzone a half hour ago. I, I can't sit here for three hours. <laughs> Lose bowel control. Oh. <laughs> been atrophied for four years. All no, right. but I, I've been wanting to see it. It just hasn't, it went off all the, I think it went off HBO or something, and uh, it never got picked up on another streaming service that I have. I think early on it was on Netflix, but I think it's been off of there for a while, yeah, years. It, like, of, of the premium channels and uh, streaming stuff that I have access to, I don't think it's been on there for like three or four years now. Mm. All right, well, you can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Check out our website at WTMWatchThisMovie.com. You can follow us on Twitter at WatchThis underscore movie. 
or Brett at PositivelyWolf1. And uh, please rate and review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast platforms. Brett, where can people get some lovely merch? And you should announce that, I mean, in addition to announcing on Twitter, you've got some new designs up. Yeah. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash WTM watch this movie. Uh, That link is also in both of our Twitter profiles. So if you're on Twitter, you can just head over there and get a, a quick link to it. Two new designs up recently. I don't know what copyright law applies to these but they may or may not be uh drawings of characters from movies <laughs> with a phrase from said movies uh so go over and check them out one of them we talked about considerably today although it's not a movie that we reviewed <laughs> and uh another one is from uh the movie we covered for our 200th episode so you like either those or you, if you just want a wtm design from our logo or one of the other many WTM, wtm designs that are out there also through the end of march since everything is canceled if you type in canceled at the <laughs> checkout you'll get 10 percent off canceled with two l's there because you go. there's two ways to spell it i put two l's in there yeah we yeah. leave it we leave it up to you to help stimulate us in the economy <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, you get some stuff. Get, you can get stickers, mugs, t-shirts, hoodies, uh, lots of stuff out there. Beach towels. Well, you can get one beach towel. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can get a beach towel with Rasputia from Norbit <laughs> on it, holding up her fat to show her bottoms. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you're not doing anything else uh, for the foreseeable future, so... Might as well get some swag and help out the podcast in the at the same time. All right, let's get into spoilers for Miss March. What do you want to talk about besides the shit? Oh my, so much. I think uh, there's a few things that uh, that I really enjoyed. Uh, one of them being the uh, the story of why Trevor's character had to break out Zach's character from the hospital. To take him cross country to the Playboy Mansion three days before they planned. And it's about him going on a date with his don't call me or don't call or don't call her my girlfriend. Girlfriend. And, <laughs> and then uh, going back to his house and he gave her a, a stripper pole. And she was really getting into it to the point where she got so hot she decided to give him a, a BJ. And... uh he starts the strobe light. He, he turns the strobe light on, and he's like, "Man, she really hates strobe lights because she just chomped down on my dick." <laughs> so I stabbed her in the face with a fork, <laughs> and uh, and Zach's like, "You know, she's got epilepsy, right?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I did really like she how had a they fucking seizure on his dick. I did really like how they shot that scene because they used like a kind of a dummy that was attached <laughs> to his hip. And he's, <laughs> he's trying to shake her around. loose and stabbing her and stuff. That was pretty funny. That was one of my. That was, <laughs> that was a highlight for me. <laughs> it was a great use of a dummy. Practical effects. Yes. Worked the best. Yes. Uh, trying to think what else uh, we could talk about. How about uh, some of horsestick.mpeg's music? <laughs> <laughs> talking about how it was 
Yeah, horse dick is a horse dick. Dot mpeg. <laughs> Don't I'm forget a, the dot mpeg. I'm a I'm a fuck a white bitch, which for the radio is I'm a I'm a love a white girl. <laughs> and then what is that video? Uh, he was shooting. I'll fuck you in the ass while you suck my dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really make sense. It's <laughs> physically impossible. <laughs> Surrounded by women. Yet, the dirty little secret is it doesn't fuck any of them. Uh, did you see that reveal coming at the end? Or where they, they uh, reveal, <laughs> show me your penis, dog. <laughs> <laughs> No, when you see horse dicks, yeah, lack he, of a dick, yeah. What he's no, I guess like, I didn't yeah. see that coming. Was that it. just in the unrated, or is that in the regular? No, show? it was in the regular one. Okay. Do you know what was added? For we both watched the unrated. Do you know what was added? No, um, probably just more stuff. I think Playboy just, Mansion. I think it was probably just more nudity, and then maybe the scene at the. Uh, it's been a long time since I'd seen because I watched the uh, theatrical. The first time I watched it was on demand, mm-hmm. so that must have been the theatrical. But there's that scene where, at the beginning, where Horstick and his uh, dates are uh, with uh, Zach to pick up his date for the prom, and uh, the girl pops up uh, through the moonroof and spits some kind of white creamy substance on the roof of the, <laughs> the limousine. Yeah. I kind of think that was uh, added. Mm-hmm. I, I guess you said it'd be problem. a continuity error. There's no other I, males currently in the limo. Well, I don't know how, what that was supposed to be in her mouth, but uh, if it's what you're uh, thinking it is, it uh, doesn't make sense considering what happens at the end. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't have a dick. <laughs> He was born without genitals. <laughs> Hugh Hefner was fine in it. I just like Hugh Hefner is probably the worst part for me. Yeah, because it's like, oh, okay, hey, that's I get it. You got Hugh Hefner in there. Mm-hmm. How about his he girl? Had to. How about his girlfriend that he let go? Did you see that picture. Which one is that? What he's talking about? How he uh, when he was young, he had a girlfriend and he let her go. Oh, that's right. And it was just this fucking ugly girl with braces and <laughs> chubby and acne and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It looked like uh, Buzz's, uh, is it Buzz? Yeah, Buzz's yeah. Girlfriend. girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> Even though that Buzz's girlfriend was actually a little boy <laughs> dressed up to look like a girl. Because <laughs> they didn't want to make fun of a chubby little girl. It's okay to make fun of boys. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. It's funny. It's fine to make fun of chubby boys, just not chubby <laughs> girls. Oh, how about when that lady went? Uh, Trevor was in the the tour bus and he was about to have sex with that girl in the back, and she goes flying <laughs> out the window. <laughs> That's pretty good. And he just stands there, like looking her out, like, "What happened? <laughs> what do I do?" He's kind of slowly backs out <laughs> of the room and goes to bed. <laughs> Nobody's the wiser. Oh, you think I'm assuming that lesbian stuff wouldn't be uh, kosher in 2020. I suppose where uh, they were walking down the side of the road and the, the two lesbians stopped so they could drive them to L.A. while they have sex in the back seat, mm-hmm. And they just keep driving into <laughs> <laughs> telephone poles. Keep on looking in the watching in the rear room here. 
Why do you think there wasn't more cast members from Whitest Kids You Know? I mean, they only have the two. I don't know. five, right? I think they actually did a sketch on the Whitest Kids You Know about that, where they were... They did a they did a parody of them doing casting, and the other cast members came in to audition. <laughs> <laughs> and like Zach and and uh, and Trevor were just like, mm, no. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not going to cast you. <laughs> you would think they'd be in there, right? It's like, yeah, you'd think they'd be uh, kind of just looking out for each other, mm-hmm. but and they're not shooting the show while they're doing the movie, so you would think, yeah can't really do a whitest kids you know with just three of them uh what else i don't know like if, it, if this was on tv i might stop and watch a little bit of it if it wasn't edited yeah that's the thing if, if it's edited not even worth it yeah but uh i don't know i think like i said uh earlier i think this one suffered because people didn't know the type of comedy that the writers and stars were used to doing mm-hmm. and the way they perform it yeah Spe- specifically with trevor Moore. like people weren't weren't I almost e- said trevor noah <laughs> yeah so people weren't weren't used to that and then uh, the genre is kind of uh you kind of get a formula with the same type of actors and the same type of stories yep and this one is a little bit more absurd and a little bit uh, more, I don't know, I guess, tongue-in-cheek with how they perform it and just super outrageous. And uh, I don't think people are ready for it. Uh, so I, I think, uh, I don't know, I would recommend it. But then again, apparently my sense of humor <laughs> is not mainstream. Uh, I should really assign you the Nutty Professor. It'd be one of your new favorites. <laughs> well, I've seen the one with... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm talking Eddie Murphy. Oh, I haven't the, seen that one. Well, I've seen part of it. Get the fat I, jokes and the fart humor. I've seen part of it, but not not all of it, I think. Yeah. All right, anything else? I don't know. It's just, uh, if your friend's in a coma, try hitting him with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> Cedric Arbro was. Oh, how about when they uh, they revealed that his girlfriend was paying his bills and called every Monday, and uh, and then like he's like uh, Tucker, why didn't you tell me that? And he's like, I don't know. The nurse never said it. And then <laughs> she, he thinks she's speaking Spanish the whole time. Yeah, she's just speaking English. Right? <laughs> I, th- I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I just it's a goofy movie. And uh, they they really push the limits of of uh, dirty jokes and mm-hmm. sight gags and all that stuff, and I I enjoy it. All right, we will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you off my case. Oh.